Welcome to the Spooky Succubus cast for another edition. We're an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, intersectional feminist, pro-Palestine podcast about horror movies. And unfortunately, this week we've picked a massive stinker, as we're wont to do. We uh, kind of we do pick a lot of stinkers, but we're excited to be back with you for our bi-weekly, tri-weekly, whenever we feel like it edition. I think we're and still I'm on your... bi-weekly. Are we behind? I don't really know. I don't know. Are we? I don't think I so. I thought we were a week behind. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. I mean, life is hard. We're we're it's dystopian, you know. We're I'm trying my hardest. It's been a horrible. I mean, October was a horrible horrible time. I'm wrong. Yeah, we should have released one. I'm manic depressive. I have ADHD. I don't. I'm not on any medication. <laughs> you need medication. <laughs> yes, we should have released um, this one yesterday, but we'll get it out, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What are we talking about? Anyway. I... I'm Abby. I'm Rebecca. And today we're talking about Rubber, a 2010 film that's an American film directed by French director Quentin Dupont that is about a sentient tire that discovers that it has uh, psychokinetic abilities and goes on a killing spree in a California desert town. That is, like, that synopsis is kind of more interesting than what the movie actually ended up being like. It's true. Um, I looked up how to pronounce Quentin Depew because I wanted to know, and Depew is pretty, I think it's a metaphor for how much this movie stinks. Because, like, P-U. Depew. Depew. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also is... Um, known as Mr. Oizo because he's like an electronic DJ and musician. As Never well. trust a DJ. Definitely not. And I feel like I saw an unfortunate peek into this guy's psyche when watching this movie, and it just like had the potential to be so fun, like a you know car, random sentient car tire on a killing spree, running around wreaking havoc. But it's kind of just like. It's like a sad clown kind of movie. It's yeah. Weird and sad. Weird and sad and so boring. I was so bored. Very boring. I kind of didn't even watch the last half. But if you're interested in watching along with us, uh, it is on HBO Max. That's where we watched it. We have subscriptions, so it's free to us. If you want our HBO Max credentials, I mean, DM us. I don't know. I'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll take turns handing out our passwords to stuff. I don't know. I don't have any money. You can make my credit score better if you want. Egalitarian society where we share resources. Imagine that. Wow. It's almost like communism. Am I saying that right? Oh, my God. Last night at the wedding we were at, Adam said to somebody that he thought we America should have a universal basic income. And the woman was like, that's communism. And I was like, what? You don't want the thousand bucks a month? Like, you don't don't want everyone to live like happily. You don't want it healthily. Yeah, Yeah. what a what a world we could live in. You know, we. I don't fuck with communistic stuff. I was like, okay, we could have capitalism canceled student debt. We could have like 
you know, helped we a lot. We can't of... do that because we have to prop up a um, apartheid state in the Middle East so that um, mega corporations can make money off of them waging war on civilians living in like a 24 mile open air concentration camp. I'm so sorry, Rebecca. It's not possible. I know. I know. I mean, yeah, we need cobalt um, and, you know. We are willing to murder humans for it in multiple continents, multiple states and countries. It's great. We're doing great. I'm so excited about it. No one gives a I shit. Like people Call a representative. The t- yeah. I mean, try, I guess. The 2020 election, I was like, I don't want to vote in this election because it doesn't matter. I don't want to vote for another like imperialist president. And people kind of give me a hard time about it. Like, your vote matters. No, this I hope that this moment, the fact that Joe Biden is perpetrating a genocide in front of all of our eyeballs with like pretty much no pushback reveals to you all that voting really doesn't have an impact. I just I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nothing is real. We made it all up. We made up this government. It could be different. Actually, we didn't. Mm -hmm. Somebody else did. And for hundreds of years too long we have kept it we don't need it it's it is actively working against us throw it out throw out the whole system checks and balances don't exist we are paying politicians too much lobbying is a should be a crime it's a criminal behavior i don't it's stupid throw it out well crimes don't count when white people commit them yeah war crimes don't count when (laughs) Ethno states that are imperialist apartheid states propped up by the American and UK governments perpetrate them. It's only when brown people push back that it's a problem. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. I I didn't know that, actually. I just, when's everyone going to wake <laughs> up and realize, like, we could all be living better? Like, this isn't, you don't, really you don't, don't have know. to live like this. I don't, we could, we have more Is power this, like, together than apart. If this moment, like having the capacity to see the videos coming out of Gaza and seeing what like Western imperialism is capable of doing with like absolutely no moral qualms, if that's not enough for people to be like, hey, maybe this is not the way we should be living. I really don't fucking know what would be. I don't. Yeah. People don't care. You're never going to be a billionaire. Like, stop. Stop. Like, you're more more empathy struck down by an asteroid where you're standing right now than ever have a billion dollars. I don't know. Empathy isn't something to, like, look down upon. Like, it's something to strive for, having empathy for another living human being instead of, like, wanting a Louis Vuitton bag. I don't get it. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, when people are like, why would you give you know, an unhoused person money if they're just going to spend it on drugs. I don't really care. They don't have a house. So if they need a fix, I really don't fucking care. Like, it's not that hard to just, What like, do you spend your money have, on? Drugs? Yeah, have, like, a basic streak of just, like, humanity going through you. So when you pass someone on the street that doesn't have access to resources because of systemic oppression, you give them a couple dollars. I don't think it's that fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people get arrested for trying to give people water, just give other people water. So, like, the the problem isn't what they're using money for or what they have access to. It's the fact that people are, like, they, you know, 
some people have to be down so others can be up, right? So, anyway. Anyway, rubber. Rubber is about a tire named Robert because we have to have gender norms even when the killer is an inanimate object. And I mean, like, rubber, Robert, like, it's not... It's not that clever. It's not funny. I don't know. Okay. In the IMDb trivia, it says the script was written in one month. I mean, yeah. Feels like like it. I don't think anyone kind of like ran a second, ran through a second draft and took like a critical look at this. I think they just went for it. Fair. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Well, a fun thing about this movie is that the tire moving is all practical effects, which does have a rather charming quality. I can't lie to you when it's like bopping around. Yeah. When it's rolling around to like um, pop music, I was like, okay, cute. And then the rest of the movie happened. And I was like, I was like, less cute. (laughs) So we open on uh, kind of like wooden chairs in a desert set up in kind of like an obstacle course is that the right word you know like when you're practicing driving and you drive around like orange cones but instead the car hits every one of the chairs and it takes like a minute and that's when i was like oh no (laughs) immediate oh no (laughs) a guy wearing business casual attire with a briefcase um gets out of the car or no he gets off a bike maybe he has a whole bunch of pair of binoculars and he hands them out to just a random group of people that are hanging out in the desert. Um, the car, there's the car that hit the chairs stops. I kind of watched the first half of this a long time ago, so I can't, <laughs> I can't identify what happened. You're doing great. And a cop hops out of the trunk, grabs a glass of water from the car's driver, and addresses the camera about the random nature of decisions made in filmmaking. All great films, without exception, contain an important element of no reason. And this is second when I was like, oh, no. Yeah, rolling Life itself is filled with no reason. The film we are about to see is an homage to the no reason, the most powerful element of style. And this is when I realized that it wasn't going to be fun. So the cop pours out the water, gets back into the car's trunk, and the camera pulls back to show a crowd watching with their binoculars. And then um, we slowly, like, pan in on a dump up ahead of them. So in this shot of the dump, there's a tire in the foreground under the dirt. It starts to stir, shake off the sand, and it rises up. It starts to practice rolling, and, and it's like a baby giraffe on its legs for the first time. It struggles to roll, but eventually gets going. It realized it can run things over with its tire body and squish them. And then it encounters a beer bottle, which you can't kind of just squish with, like, only the force of a single tire. And he's like, well, I definitely want it to crack and, like, break, so what do I do? And then the tire's like, oh, my God, I have psychokinetic power. That's so crazy, and explodes it. And um, I think, you know, it's, it squishes a water bottle or a scorpion. It's developing a taste for destruction. Mm. Poor we'll cut scorpion. back to the audience, but it, it doesn't. What did I say? No, I said poor little scorpion. Oh, I thought you said or scorpion, stupid. <laughs> no, uh, I would never. <laughs> uh, where were we? Sorry. Cut back to the audience. 
Oh, I don't even know what they were saying. It doesn't matter. Uh, the tire explodes a can, keeps rolling. It rests its weary head for the night. Um, and the audience goes to sleep in sleeping bags, too. Everybody wakes up the next morning to resume watching and rolling. Uh, the tire explodes a bunny and rolls away with, like, new confidence jauntily to pop music. Uh, this is when I realized the tire's name was Robert. I didn't know that before. And then Robert reaches a road, sees a woman driving by, and tries to use his powers on her, but he only succeeds in stalling her car. She gets it started again, drives away, and Robert is hit by a pickup truck. Robert arises from his, I don't know, was he injured? Nap I mean, time? he just got like, knocked over. <laughs> yeah. And he explodes a crow. The woman drives by a gas station where the truck driver that hit Robert is filling up. Um, Robert's close behind and arrives at the station to explode the driver's head. Uh, he rolls along, I hate this part, and finds yeah. a woman's car to motel. She, I mean, she didn't close the door all the way, which, like, obviously a woman entering a strange hotel would, like, not only close the door all the way, but check every locks, check for two-way mirrors, like... Check for please. cameras. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ever met a woman, Quentin? No. No. Um, so Robert, because the door is open, watches her get into the shower. We cut back to the audience where they're discussing, like, how attractive this woman is and whether the tire and the woman are going to have sex. <sighs> <clears throat> I mean, we, te we texted about this and I wrote it in my notes, but even when the killer is an inanimate object, we still have to make the woman in the movie an object, a sex object. Great. I love it. Dumb. So it do, it's definitely for no reason. It definitely doesn't make sense. <sighs> oh, sorry. So oh. dumb. Oh. Sorry, I need to plug in my phone. Stand by. <gasps> Hello. It's me. Uh. Okay. Here we go. It's a, you, we're uh. at a new angle. I know. New lease on life. over here. Love it. New lease on life, baby. Okay, uh, the audience. Huh? Oh, Robert gets in the room next to Sheila, the lady, and watches the TV like incredibly loudly. Rude neighbor. The audience goes back to sleep. They're getting hungry. Mr. Briefcase is also in the motel. He takes a call from someone he calls Master, who has given him a task he needs to fulfill. He opens his briefcase full of weapons and uses a knife to slaughter a turkey that's just in the room with him. Mm -hmm. The next morning, he goes back to the audience and throws them the turkey, which they, like, fight over, and everybody eats it. Housekeeping goes into Robert's room and finds tracks all over the bed and the tire in the shower, which I kind of thought was funny. I was like, what if it was a person in there? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, what? why are you just busting into the shower? Yeah. Um, she doesn't know that the tire is sentient, so she tosses him out the door and he gets mad and goes back in and locks himself in and kills her. Martina, the cleaning lady, RIP. Martina, the uh, white kids, cleaning lady. Lady. Mm -hmm. I wish she were white and everyone else in the movie was brown and black. But no. Alas, no one. Well, there's one black person. One black woman who he makes loud and no one listens to her slash makes fun yeah, of her. Yeah, it's about right. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just doing some deep breathing. Yeah, we got to breathe really through this this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like there's a kid that lives, I guess, like on the motel grounds because it seems like his dad is the owner. He sees the tire go into room 16 and lock it, the door behind it and tries to tell his dad. And his dad is like, no, like, go get me a pizza, you dumb bitch. <laughs> um, so the kid rides off on his bicycle to go get a pizza. Um, Sheila goes for a swim. There's a hitchhiker on the road that, like, amounts to nothing. The kid gets back with his dad's pizza the audience now is having abdominal pains, except for the fella in the wheelchair that didn't eat any of the turkey. He says to the rest of them that the turkey was poisoned and it's a trap. The pizza kid finds the dead cleaning lady. Sheila eats at a diner and sees some cop cars drive past. She walks over to investigate. The kid tells the sheriff about the sentient tire in room 16. Um, nobody believes him and his dad gets really mad and throws the tire into the pool or something. I don't know. Sheriff Chad's watch goes off and he says the poison has taken effect and the angry motel guy can go home. Everything's over. You know, they don't have to do this anymore. He tells his like crew of cops that they're, they can leave. Like everybody's dead. Nobody's watching. They can leave. They're confused. They're like, this is real. We have to deal with this dead body. And he's like, no, it's not real. Leave. Um, and then Mr. Briefcase lets Chad the cop know that an audience member, in fact, did survive the poisoning. So they have to keep going. So then Chad goes like back to Motel Guy to half-heartedly continue questioning him. And Motel Guy's head explodes. Sheila's driving, I think. Um Pizza Kid tries to talk to the tire, but Robert just rolls away. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. Chad tells his force that the tire was indeed the killer. Go find him. Uh, Mr. Briefcase tries to poison the final audience member, but he won't eat the food because he knows it's poisoned. Robert blows up another cop's head. Um, the briefcase guy is kind of psychologically collapsing, eats the food that he knows is poisoned, and then is poisoned and dies. Mm -hmm. uh robert runs across a group of people burning tires this was kind of funny it's like oh god how could they well yeah like uh, and then he goes on a killing spree explodes all their heads and hangs around to watch um like nascar racing which i also thought was funny <laughs> like, like just watch tv you don't have to kill anybody just watch tv oh sorry i muted my mic by accident Okay, and anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you were picked up. I just like hit something on my AirPod because I'm an old person. Okay, so Chad and Sheila are setting a trap for the tire. They're like in a surveillance van, and they have a mannequin dressed as Sheila. And somebody wrote this like really disgusting, like dirty talk script that they're asking Sheila to like read to the tire. And she's like, I don't think so. So then Chad reads it, I guess. Um, the final audience member comes down and he's like, hey, I think this was kind of anticlimactic. Like, didn't do a great job with this. Can we rethink it? Chad gets mad and then, like, I guess kills Robert the Tire off screen, who is then reincarnated as a tricycle, kills the final audience member and hits the road. He's on his way to Hollywood and is recruiting tires along the way 
And that's like literally the whole thing. That's the movie. It's so stupid. That's the movie. I, um, yeah, I think maybe in 2010 or 11 or whatever, the idea of being meta or making a meta movie or like breaking the fourth wall was maybe more interesting. Watching it now, 10 plus years on, it's just boring. Yeah, it's been done and in much better ways than this. What's like a better example of this kind of conceit? Community? I don't know. The entire, I mean. Like a fourth wall breaks. In movies? Funny games? Like, I. Oh, yeah. Any, like, I just like. It was so heavy-handed, so, like, annoyingly clumsy. self-aware, clumsy. I know. I hated it, it. It thought so, like, he, I'm assuming, Depew, thinks very highly of himself and regards himself as a very, like, high comedy kind of person, but it's it was... It's definitely giving, like, mansplaining, for sure. Like, you didn't have to tell us at the top of the movie that this is about the meaninglessness of movie making. Yeah, like, like you could we have understand just done it. that movies don't make any sense. Like yeah, it would be more Okay, so like you imagine if David Lynch every time he made a movie was like This is dark. This is just whatever it is. <laughs> like don't worry about it. Like you, just do it. Just do it. You don't need to and then like Depew said that he did that at the top because he didn't want to have to explain why the tire gain sentience. I was like, that's not the question I have at the end of this movie. The question is, is, why did you make this boring ass film? That's my question. Horror viewers, like movie viewers understand how to suspend disbelief when they're watching a movie, you fuck face. And especially horror audiences understand the suspension of disbelief. And the, like, I thought like the audience being a part of the movie in real time would be more interesting, but he was just like, fuck people who watch movies. I fucking hate them. Can't wait to poison them and not have their comments anymore. Like then why make a movie? Why are you making a movie? It's kind of like, I also think that white men that direct movies just genuinely think they're like the smartest category of person. So that's why often <laughs> their movies fail because they put so much exposition into it because they assume their audience is too like stupid to understand what they're trying to achieve. Like I just watched Cobweb, like I told you. And the director cultivated a very scary and like spooky first half and then felt the need to like over explain every detail about like what the source of kind of like the monster like you know the antagonist was and i was like it's really like not that important (laughs) like i don't know like your need to like over explain the plot actually kills like the really good atmosphere that you created and it's just because like when a viewer or when a director doesn't trust their viewer it's a bad makes it a worse movie yeah well like like, i i understand that you think you're very like clever and smart but it just is like a disjointed um, like strung together mishmash of like very over like tailored and overworked like scenes basically you can tell like every setup was very important to him like every transition and at the end it just ended up being like an ambrosia salad of like garbage basically yeah of like I don't know mind numbing nothingness and if 
if that's your point to make a movie where nothing makes sense, then okay. But that's not what you did. Then don't try to make it make sense. Then don't don't <laughs> so explain to stupid. me that it's not going to make any sense. Because most of it makes sense. Most of it is like a straightforward, if not boring plot. Like a tire goes around. It's not like we're doing crazy narrative cuts or all of a sudden we have new rules that haven't been introduced before. Or that we didn't get explained to at the top that the audience is the one who's watching the movie. Like we know all of that. It makes sense. Also, like the tire wakes up. It's sentient and it has like telekinetic powers. Okay, that's fine with me. If that's what it is, that's what it is. But why like you're trying to be like this movie is absurdist. So like actually it's not possible for a tire to become sentient and go on a killing spree. So just so you know, I'm making a movie about the absurd nature of movie making by making this thing that could never happen happen in the movie. I hate you, Quentin. I hate, I'm like, really, I'm just, you're not as smart as you think you are, which is fine. I'm Most like, of us aren't, if but somebody come on. likes the, If somebody out there is like, my favorite movie is Rubber, I want to like, study their brain. Be like, <laughs> like hey, what is man, happening? There are better movies out there. Have you seen movies? I, I, I would take almost any other movie over this movie. I, um, yeah, it's not absurdist. It's not surreal. Um, it's not funny. I the funniest part It's like it's like the devil's reject with a tire and worse. And worse. Yeah. At least then we have devil's like fun rejects. characters. Um it's, And like motel murder, like motel as a setup for a spree killer like slasher is a good conceit. Like it works. I just think like there were elements that make a well-crafted horror film come together and I feel like yeah he's trying to subvert these elements and then just makes it like like very heavy-handed and very unfun. I like this movie could have been so fun. Like when the cop is trying to convince the other cops that nothing is real and one of them shoots them, right? And then nothing happens. There's no comedic beats. Like even if like that scene's supposed to be funny, right? Like he's getting shot, nothing's happening, all the co- he shoots him again. It's not it's I like I was just really hoping he was going to die during that. I thought yeah, maybe the last so it's like, you know, there's certain rules in movies like things come in threes, right? It's like So he, like, sort of subverted that, but it wasn't, like, he didn't, like, he didn't have enough weight on anything because it's so, quote, unquote, absurd that it wasn't funny. Like, we weren't, like, relieved when he didn't die or upset when he, I, like, didn't give a shit about that cop. And then when we pan down and we see the stuffed alligator, like, that could have been a funny moment, but it wasn't funny. The pacing was just wrong. Pacing was weird. So basically when he's... He's trying to explain to this group of police that nothing is real. And as like an example, or excuse me, as proof that what he's saying is true, he tells one of the cops, like, look at yourself. You're holding a stuffed alligator under your arm. But instead of like pacing it correctly or making the shot work in a way where it actually like does add humor or levity, it's just so literal and yeah. weird. Like it just comes off as like, and everyone's like that like big sigh <laughs> big sigh everyone's performance was the same if some of them were acting so dead serious and some and the cop who was trying to run around and explain things was like like bouncing off the walls insane maybe it would have worked like one of them had to chew the scenery they were all walking zombies like 
Yeah, nobody you know what was been a great giving. movie. Sentient murderous tire in the Reno nine one one universe. That would be fucking funny. Hilarious. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. What's her and name? I Wendy think... McLaren Hotels. It's McClendon Lovenner. So you know what I mean. I listened to Co- that McClendon Covey. That's McClendon what Covey. What a name. I'm sorry. I do love you. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of this podcast. She's, yeah, um, I know. Wendy, like, really <laughs> tunes in every time. Um, but the Office podcast that I li- listened to, because she was on an episode of The Office. Oh, do you listen to Office Ladies? I do listen to Office Ladies. They are two older white women, so whatever. I, I look past it. Um, <laughs> but they do they do a little better than than some. But mostly they just don't talk about it if they don't feel the right to talk about it, which I feel like that's the best option like if you can't talk about the racist jokes that they're making don't like don't say the stupid shit you know and they had like craig robinson on um and then he was he was talking about that stuff so i was like okay that's fair um and like mindy kaling and stuff but she i guess worked for she was like fuck i don't remember but she had this like job that she didn't make a lot of money at but um it was like Mm -hmm. disappearing essentially and she knew that her job was like essential to keep this operation going so she kept it even while she was on reno 911 even though while she she has like another sitcom that she's on too and she kept that job until they literally it went out of like it was terminated basically and i was like that's fucking cool like she just seems cool I know I'm not explaining yeah, this well because so I can't like... remember exactly the story. But... Well, I think what you're saying is she started to achieve some success in show business but didn't, like, fuck over her regular life acquaintances because of it. Yeah, and she kept this, like, 20-hour job that she wasn't making any money at because she knew that they needed her and she didn't She just that. seems, like, normal. She seems normal. Cool. I love a normal person. Um anyway she wasn't in this movie and it's worse for it i agree it would have been great with her uh and yeah gendering the tire why it's like why it was so unnecessary why is why is why a tire is attracted experiencing to a like lust yeah like a human woman but then he's upset that like his brethren tires have been like mass burned and I'm like, pick a lane. Pick a lane. Is he like a single tire in a world of humans and he's like invasion of the body snatcher style trying to assimilate with them? Or is he like the rogue leader of a band of like roving Hollywood bound tires? I think, I guess Both the latter. Not but great like, options. <laughs> if, I don't know. Like if your movie also works, if you're like tire is a human instead, like he still goes around killing people for no reason he's still attracted to a woman we still have to watch her shower like is it subversive no carrie already did like the psychokinetic powers thing christine is a car who kills people like oh my god this is just christine and you know how i feel about stephen king yeah he's worse now that he is a pro-genocide piece of shit is anyone surprised Um, no he seems like a piece of crap uh, poop. Yeah, you know, Mr. Poop. That's what I call him, <laughs> Mr. Poop. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. This movie sucks. But I mean, I it, like. Could... I'm struggling to know what else to say, but I want to stay on the line with you because it's been a while. 
I know. <laughs> we're only third. We're this might be our shortest episode ever because I mean it's happened. just so oh, bad. We, you know what we didn't talk about the like glaring in your face daddy issues. If this movie isn't about any is about nothing yeah. but Depew's daddy issues, like Depew's girl. See a therapist. Quit making movies. Okay, I'm gonna look at the early life section of his Wikipedia page. So he yeah, started, we have found a camera and started taking photographs at 18. Short films. And so his he just like never seemed to have <laughs> virtually immediate success in the entertainment industry because he's a white uh, and from France. This is the only mention. In 1997, Laurent Garnier of the record label FCOM bought a car from Dupio's father. Mm. Maybe he only had success because his father is... A tire? Like, a tire. <laughs> a tire man. <laughs> he is he's a tire a Michelin man. man. Um, he's just a bunch of tires oh stacked God. to look like he's a person. The, he's, he's seven tires in stacked coat. in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Better movie. And, like... Imagine, like, yeah, um, Quentin Dupo's like, bottom half is tires because he's, like, a half tire. Half tire, half You man. know, like, hybrid. And he's, like, I need to take out my feelings and, like, process my emotions about my relationship to my the tire half of my family. <laughs> That's probably what this is. It's autobiographical. Um, it's autobiographical. I mean, I think... I think Quentin's audio, uh, excuse me, audience proxy, like he placed himself in, like in the film proxy by business the casual glasses. Guy. Yeah, yeah, because that Master guy has like a complete man. psychological collapse, like crying about his family of origin, and then poisons himself we... to avoid like his daddy, who is the master, to Was avoid failing. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, like, there are two shitty dads in this movie. One of them is in the audience, and he, like, doesn't give a shit about his son. Um, and then, like, is it's more neglect, um, like, as a way of abuse. And then there's the motel dad, daddy, motel daddy, who is, like, who actively a verbally abusive. pleaser and, like, a Hawaiian shirt over it with a bad hat, so you know he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's like, shut the fuck up, get me a pizza. Um, and then, and then we I have... like that concept because normally it would be like, go get me a beer, but he's like, go get me a whole pizza <laughs> with lots of toppings. <laughs> See, shit like that could have been funny, like that in in itself, like us saying it right now is funny. Like, shut the fuck up, get me a pizza with lots of toppings, you know. But like... or like, you know how people have like a beer fridge in their basement go to the basement and get me a beer imagine if he had like a pizza fridge in his basement it's just like chock full of pizzas that's absurd. and that's like his habit yeah but not like DiGiorno pizzas we like hot just... pizzas from Domino's like, like they're hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we just wrote a better movie look at this uh, but yeah like in a way it was written, I don't know if he's French and like the English, or I don't know. It just wasn't funny. And I mean, the English made funny. perfect sense. It was just like incredibly heavy handed and overwrought <laughs> and boring. But and then we have like I daddy proxies his... too in our single audience member, withered yeah. old man, right? Who who the yeah. who the 
um, business casual glasses guy wants to please and wants to get to do what he wants. And then he's withholding, right? Mr. Audience man is withholding. He's like, I'm not going to do it for you. Like, just stop bothering me. Like, I'm never going to give you what you want. Also, Uh why is that guy randomly in a wheelchair? I mean, you know, I like like broad representation, but I feel like it might be like, yeah, something to do with rolling. Well, because they like, they make... They other him because the other they audience members talk C about word. his. They say the c word and they also are like, "Oh, he's not even like listening because he's got headphones in his ears." And they're like, "No, they're not headphones. They're medical gizmos." So they treat him like as well. Number one, apparently, no one has ever seen hearing aids before in this audience. It's because there were young two, women they... who said that, and they're too fucking stupid to know what a hearing aid yeah, is. Yeah, women you know? are so dumb. That's women so are true. Idiots. Like. Why do you even try women? Uh, yeah, so they immediately are like, ew, that guy's in a wheelchair and has medical headphones and, like, get him away from me. And I, I, yeah, it's like he's, like, a war veteran of some sort. I think his hat just says veteran on it. Um, it's kind of giving, like, Vietnam, I think, is the idea. Which is, like, I don't, yeah, just another way to other him. Or, or it's, like, he's the most intelligent audience member. And slash proxy for daddy because he's like, because we we are has trying to lived please experiences daddy. right. Um, well, then when like they don't please daddy, daddy hearing aids, <laughs> chat cop Chad gets so like bent out of shape that he kind of has like a little meltdown and kills Robert off screen. Yeah, um, and yeah, cop Chad is like also he's. so weird and boring and i just i wish he was like crazier like if he's i already forgot his face yeah i know i have yeah berserker mode chad the cop berserker that would be be better than this if we're playing off i have said this before and i'll say it again but i think a lot of bad horror movies wouldn't exist if men went to therapy that's true um, this movie would not exist if this guy was processing his daddy issues. No, but it means nothing, but I still have daddy issues. That should have been the tagline of this movie. Um, yeah, like, I'm. this is a cry for help, but not <laughs> help by a woman because women are stupid. Um, yeah, this movie hates, I think, I think it has more of like a don't talk to me if you have a vagina kind of energy because... Yeah, like, I mean, there's... Martina's killed. I mean, Martina's she's just also so work, stupid. To... Well, like, but she, they, he makes her so stupid because she's like, I'm coming in. I hear someone in the shower, but obviously I'm coming in anyway. <laughs> I'm opening the shower. Like, what? No, that's not realistic. No one would do that. No one would do and, that. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people do get their heads exploded. So it's, you know, I think Robert's kind of gender neutral on who he kills, but he... He definitely has, like, a weird relationship to human women for some reason. To sexy French women. Um, Also, like, this is what doesn't make sense to me. Robert. He's, like, pure id, right? But then mm -hmm. he's also, like, organized. Because he's pure id because... In the mirror, where he's like, wait, who am I? He's reflecting. I am tired. But, like, you are a tire, and you... Our positions, like he's written as being intelligent enough to like take in his surroundings and process them. And then he's just killing people left and right for not knowing he's sentient. How would they know? 
okay? How would she is just trying to do her job? How would she know you're a sentient tire? You can't just kill her, right? That's crazy. Um, and he passes the mirror test, so he's like already smarter than dogs. So he's smarter than Chad the cop. I mean, and in one, uh, yeah, I read some articles about this movie. There was a lot of like circle jerking, but uh, he so <laughs> Depew said that he didn't picture at first he wanted the Robert the tire to be just like a killing machine and then he was like no he doesn't think that way he's more of just a dumb dog but as you said dogs do have a predator instinct but they're not just like indiscriminately killing things just because they have like a thirst for flesh you know right and if it was a dumb dog it probably wouldn't progress past like bunnies it wouldn't be resurrecting new dogs to follow it to Hollywood <laughs> to become voice actors. I think like the the problem is that it does he does Robert the tire does land somewhere in between dumb dog and ruthless killing machine, and that's not successful because it's not either one of those things, and it just is so all over the place. It would be weirder and funnier if we didn't have the moments of reflection of Robert the tire. Like if he wasn't Or if he was like an incredibly self-aware tire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Either he is exactly like completely senseless, just comes to life apropos of nothing, or he's like an incredibly sensitive and emotional tire. Yeah. And none of this other like breaking the fourth wall, like hat on a hat stuff exists. Hat on a gotta love a hat on a hat. This is like a bowler hat on a top hat on a on a. It's all the most pretentious hats, you know. (laughs) It's all the most pretentious hats on top of Quentin Dupo's father's hat. (laughs) Yes, Um, but yeah, that's it. Doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Um, There's no. It has three women in it. Four women. Four, five. So there's the two teenage girls and the black woman in the audience, and they do the t- like stereotype of like black woman in a movie theater with her. It's not ideal. Yeah. And then there's Martina and Sheila, the hot lady who, I don't know. I think she just leaves at the end of it. So good for her. Good for but her. They just, oh, there's I guess, one cop. To, like, sh- one lady. Cop. Oh, the lady cop. Yeah. They just had to shoehorn like a hot kind of like sex object for Robert to lust after. Wayfish brunette. Um, Boring. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend this movie. Pretty bad. No, don't watch it. If you want a funny movie, watch any other movie. (laughs) Right, you've got it. Um, The scenes were too long. Could have been a short. I mean, I been a short film, you know? I was actually like writing a cover letter while I was watching it and checking my Instagram and then I would plug back in and be like, what happened? So I'd go to the Wikipedia page because that's like how I know what's going on in a movie. And it would have been like 10 minutes of movie and one like single sentence of yeah. activity in the Wikipedia yeah. entry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck this movie. Fuck Depew. You suck. Fuck I misogyny. Know. Fuck um, cops. Fuck cops. Fuck like setting a movie in a california desert town and putting no like latin latinx people in it or mexican people in it or anyone that like actually have ancestral ties to the like geographic area there's no indigenous people one person of color and she is like literally a stereotype like yeah. she, no name she is black woman audience member 
so we do like you know people of color to get paid but i am betting she didn't have a great experience on the set of this movie Ooh, i bet not um yeah i tell think, all like, i'll read your memoir but um yeah like i love when a person of color gets a paycheck for sure but i'm glad they stayed far away from this movie for the most part because yeah probably trash this movie's garbage you know we should we should do like an indonesian horror like something we should do something that's all brown and black people next i'm sick of this shit (laughs) sick of this shit i'm sick of white men we can never do it you know what jordan you're um, dead to me i cannot believe you but whatever I'm, it was I'm fine. it's like actually crazy. How do you make the movie get out and then not like understand? Sympathize with the Palestinian cause, yeah. Um like nope. I'm was gonna one look of for my Palestinian horror movies. Favorite like recent horror movies, like recent in the last couple years. I liked it a lot. Um and I'm fucking bummed, dude. I it's a massive disappointment and I don't know I think some of the celebrities that signed that thank you letter to genocide Joe have like perhaps realized they made an error so I don't know it's not too late to renege for anyone who's out there being pro-Israel it just like it's not too late to change your mind and like just like take a look around yeah yeah it's that what list like I mean like, I don't have strong feelings about Paul Rudd, but, like... I don't either. I don't know. It's You're not, like, Hollywood's, like, oh, you're a nice guy anymore. Boo. You know Eric what? Eric Andre, Bob Odenkirk, Jordan Peele. Audrey what Plaza. What the hell? Audrey Plaza? Um, there listen, were, like... Isn't it embarrassing? Aren't you embarrassed? Not... I mean, yes, embarrassed to be uh, pro-Israel, but also embarrassed... To sign a celebrity thank you note to the president? That shit's embarrassing. Is it 2009? That is totally embarrassing. Ugh, gross. No one cares. Also, like, a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, Jordan Peele probably signed because his wife is Jewish, Chelsea Peretti. But Chelsea Peretti didn't sign it. So make it make sense. I really, I'm really, 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 really upset with the rhetoric that anti-semitism and anti-zionism is at all tied they are entirely different they're things. not the and same thing. anti-semitism is well, real and it is a problem and it happens it has nothing to do with this like you islamophobia is also real like what well, i don't what do you you think we're there that like people aren't killing brown people for no reason they are it's really convenient to have a to make a jewish ethno state brainwash it's uh residents to believe that Arabs are evil with mandatory um, military service and like constant anti-Arab propaganda and anti-Muslim propaganda. And then, you know, the second that brown people push back, call like anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism. And also like the important thing too is like comparing the 1400 people killed on October 7th in Israel to the Holocaust is an incredible false equivalency because the people that were killed live in a Jewish ethno state <laughs> where the like government has been 
like propagating massive destruction and apartheid against the like other residents of the country there like the indigenous people keeping them the... keeping them in an open air concentration camp putting cement in their wells limiting their food access like i saw uh like a nurse or doctor that's palestinian come on and say like on TikTok, even if medical, like life-saving medical aid and everything that Palestine, Gaza needs right now got into Gaza, people would still die because of the rate of infection that's happening because of injuries. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, drawing that false equivalency is honestly disgusting. And I don't, I think it's disgusting and offensive to like Jewish people that like their, um, like value system and their religion and their, you know, ethnic and cultural background is being like called up and fate like to support this genocide. And I don't really know any Jewish people that are Zionists. The people that are Zionists are supporters of the Christian right, evangelical yeah. Christians. Like, of course, that's who supports Israel. And I mean, it's just... let's look to Wallace Shawn, king of the universe, to how you can be Jewish and anti-Zionist. So. I love him. I love him. We're going to cover the Princess Zionism Bride just because is not we love him. a religion. So it's a political ideology that was invented by the West to secure interests in the Middle East. Like and Joe Biden said it himself. If there wasn't Israel, we would have to invent Israel because war makes money. Like prof- war profiteering in the Middle East is a massive source of profit for American like capitalists. I also want to say, I mean, no one's listening and no one cares what we have to say. And I, you know, am stupid and an idiot. But there's also, like, genocide and suffering happening in the Congo, having to deal with cobalt. Right now. That's in our, the electronics that we are literally using right now. And that is also tied to what is happening in Palestine. It's not, mm-hmm. this isn't a coincidence. It is tied together. And it's because Israel of loves money. funding genocide, like... Money. Israel's been involved in like wiping Syrian populations out, Kurdish populations, Armenian populations. They like literally love ethnic cleansing. And also like if you're a Jewish American, you could walk into Israel and get citizenship faster than a Palestinian person who is older than the fucking occupation of Palestine. Yeah. Saying and- that Israeli people were fleeing destruction, fleeing attack when they're taking luxury suitcases to the fucking airport and flying out because they have plenty of resources and plenty of they can come back to fucking America. Like, mm-hmm. It's just so insane. It's such a false equivalency. And I saw I get- a tweet that was like, release the hostages or the good guys are going to kill another 3000 children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could. And those like hostages that. Hamas was holding they were trying to release them for days and getting nothing they don't want them back because return. then there's no possibility of there's like, no villain it doesn't make sense to have a villain like you can't launch a ground invasion if you don't have a villain although you can because obviously nobody fucking cares it's also like you know when people talk about like what would I have done you know in the 40s like what would I have done if I witnessed the holocaust probably nothing because that's what a lot of fucking people are doing right now I you know, the bill that they're trying to introduce to prevent Palestinian people from entering the U.S. Um, they don't want to come here. So, I mean, it's but it's also very similar to uh, people from Central and South America trying to enter the United States. 
and being if America stonewalled doesn't want and turned away. To come here anymore, America should stop making refugees. They should stop pr- causing um, problems and uh, globally and like stop imperialism. But the, we're, we're, it's not going to happen. Not with this current system. But it also is so glaringly obvious the racism, the Islamophobia, mm-hmm. because when the when Ukraine needed people to immigrate to the united states what happened they were flying into mexico to cross the border and they were the only ones allowed through that is such yeah. unbelievable bullshit it makes me so mad it's like i like the system has to crumble like there's no there's no redemption arc for the system or the politicians in power any of it like we made there's it no up. path forward Let's i'm so it like it's my heart is really heavy and people that aren't thinking about like the Congo and Palestine and other occupied peoples across the world. Like, I just don't want to know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, this is like kind of been a watershed moment. I've like unfollowed On top people of I've many, many watershed moments. And I think it has a lot to do as much as I hate social media, as much as I don't want to be on it. We are watching in real time, like, what is happening to real-life people in mm-hmm. situations where, you know, our parents are, you know, Gen Xers, boomers, didn't have – they had the news that is, like, from one to two I don't think they understand sources. how to take in information. Yeah. Right. And that and everyone is have. a plant or a, you know, it's a conspiracy – what do you call it when there's, like, when they – think that the people who are being interviewed on the news or like telling their stories they think they're plants for oh yeah i I can't remember what the term is but it's bullshit but anyway um because of that i just i mean the mental gymnastics that like white boomers will do to not see oppression and racism right in front of them is pretty incredible yeah um i hate the world so much but i love you I love you too. I love anyone who's listening and people even who aren't listening. Listen, we can do it together. We have more power together. Power to the people always. Um, Just keep sharing. Annoy the shit out of your representatives. It doesn't matter. Send money if you can. If you can't, just keep sharing. Yeah. Uh, There, I do. I have some resources saved on my TikTok. Um, I just haven't posted a lot on our regular Instagram, but maybe I'll put them in our link tree. Um for like yeah. on the ground Palestinian effort. It's hard also because Maybe we should send even, the money in our Patreon to Palestine. Yeah. Um I we it's also say, hard because resources aren't being allowed in like they are stopping trucks at the Egyptian yeah, border. They are, you know, like it's hard to even get Oh my god. Yeah, and people are like 20 them. trucks went in, 20 trucks went in like that's insulting. Yeah. Um, I'm so sad. The internet is being sad. cut off strategically. Uh, yeah, it's that video, like where they were calling over the like loudspeaker in the mosque that they use for the call to prayer, just like to try to get their voices heard and be like, "Don't forget us, please remember us." Like, yeah, I just don't understand how people can see that and feel nothing or not care. Right. Anyway, um, well, I'm glad we talked about it. I think talking about it is important and processing it and, and keeping remembering that we're not 
you know, by ourselves and that many people are in this with us across the world. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I tr- I'm trying to be optimistic about it that like some people do care, but. I'll never stop believing that we'll see a free Palestine and I hope it's within my lifetime because if I stop believing that, like, I'll, I don't know, like, what, what can you do? Like, mm. I can't believe that this is really happening and that we're going to allow, like, Western imperialists to wipe an entire indigenous population off the fucking map because right. of why. Money. I know, it's really but- awful. Anyway, we have to go. I have to pee, and now I'm crying. You have to go do, like, work or something. <laughs> I have to get have ready to... for work. I have um, to go back to being a hungover piece of shit. Yeah. I have a leftover torta that I'm going to eat. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so our Instagram is at SpookySuccubus underscore cast. I've made some TikToks. It's in our link tree. We're going to do some. Maybe um, I'll get my shit together tomorrow or Monday. And uh, put the links in our tree. But um, you can't shit upward. Stay ugly. And free Palestine. Yeah. And everybody else can get fucked. Okay. That's so true. Bye, bitches. <laughs>